The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Welcome to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and riding with me, Shotgun. You know, he talks, but he's not a car. Tony Shop. It's true. I do talk. I have emotions, and I know how to speak in CB and all sorts of different languages, and I'm a real boy, I promise. All right. Well, this series <laughs> Old Space Show, of course, follows a talking car and the man who rides, sometimes drives it, Michael Knight, in the first season of Knight Rider. Today, we're here to discuss the 21st and penultimate episode, Nobody Does It Better. When computer software is being stolen from Deltron Micronics, Michael is convinced it's an inside job. He and Kit start tailing the main suspect, Julian Groves, who is also being followed by female detective Flannery Rowe on account of suspected adultery. All right, this is directed by Harvey S. Laidman. Uh, directed Quantum Leap, Hulk, Seventh Heaven, Jag, Scarecrow, Mr. Mrs. King, and I guess competition show Dukes of Hazard. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Written by David Braff and starring David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulhare, Patricia McPherson, William Daniels, Gail Edwards, Tony Dow, Robert Ginty, Angel Tompkins, and Marshall R. Teague and Laurie O'Brien. So Gail Edwards is our big guest star here. You might know her as Vicky Larson on Full House who was Aunt Becky's talk show fill-in and Danny's love interest on the show. She also played Six's mom on Blossom. It's very 80s. I think that's the most 80s sentence we've said this entire run right. of Old I'll, Space Show. I'll go even further. <laughs> I'll go even further. So she she also was, before Full House, she was on a sitcom show uh, with the guy who played Steve on Full House. He played mm. her son on it. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and it got canceled, and the next year they brought them both over to Full House. So she got pulled over to play Danny's interest, and he got to play DJ's interest. Ah. Full House. So uh, they were carried over. Um, was that was that step by step, or am I thinking no, of a different show? No, step by step. Okay, that was gotcha. Suzanne Summers, Patrick. That came That's after right. Full okay. House. Um, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, let me, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say all the, all these 80s sitcoms start to run, start to gel in my mm-hmm. mind. And uh, weirdly, a surprising amount of things were spun off from each other in the 80s that aren't necessarily like directly connected. Right. Like if you watched them today and didn't know about it, you may not even know they were spinoffs. Like uh, yeah. um, Perfect some... Strangers was a spinoff of uh, like Laverne and Sh- like yeah. not, not Laverne and Sh- like it's something weird, right? Well, like, have you I... ever heard of the Happy Days universe? Like, Everything yes. comes from Happy Days because of spinoffs, things seen on TV, things like because um, yeah, 
they're it's insane but yeah like happy days has so many spin like mork and mindy comes from happy days which is yes that's one. right um so so, so, so okay so he played on what is this show called i'm trying to find it uh gosh the family man so it was a one uh one season show called the family man uh from 1990 1991 it was about a widow, widow, widowed fire chief tries to raise his four children with help from his father-in-law. Um, starred Gary Harrison. Ashley Sterling was in it. Uh, but that's about Edward Winters in there. But yeah, she was she was in three episodes of that. Um, okay. And he was, uh, Scott uh, Weinger was in 22, all 22 episodes. So just a little show that never went anywhere was a 30 minute sitcom all right they tried it they tried it they tried it people said no <laughs> but they got better jobs later on so uh yeah we're talking i mean she's mentioned here because of the other two things she i mean mainly the full house one but i thought the blossom thing was a nice little i was like oh she was sixers mom as well that's crazy and those of you remember blossom uh, whoa joy lawrence and, uh which we talked about him on this show when we did Urban Legends Final Cut. Uh, so there. So this one, um, we open up with some stealth spy stuff here. Uh, and the, the score is dangerously close to ripping off the 007 theme. Uh, of course, the title of the episode is a 007 theme. The Carl yes. Simon song from The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, the guy gets caught in this boss guy's office who has an arcade machines everywhere, including Qbert. Uh, the snooper was Michael, just testing security operations. Um, Plot twist. And he says, like, like uh, bemoaned and when a stranger calls, whoever is stealing your software is doing it from the inside. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting start to this episode. I give them credit here uh, this far into the season for doing unique things. This I, I, I don't have any statistics to back this up, but this mm-hmm. feels like the opening of this episode feels like the longest stretch of time Knight Rider has ever gone without dialogue. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the snooper, Michael, I mean, he wanders around or infiltrates and, you know, goes over uh, over fences and under, you know, and and, yeah. and drops out of ceilings. And I mean, this is like a like a good three, four minute scene where there's no like if you got stuck doing the dishes in the kitchen when Knight Rider came on, you're like, what's happening? Like you didn't hear a word yeah. uh, at the beginning of this episode. There was nothing, no dialogue going on here. <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. And it, yeah, um, it's all, you know, directing, choreographing, shooting, like it's all, you know, cool stuff uh, to get done. Some of the best like action stuff they've done all season. And even though it's not cars crashing and stuff, it's just well, well put together set piece. Um, also uh, Bonnie, uh, playing Atari on Kit's Dash is a thing, and I realized I'm like, oh, this is the the video games are so hot right now episode. Yes, that's right. They're like, yes, what what's what's cutting edge? Nothing is more cutting edge than uh, Alpine ski and Cubert mm-hmm. machines in the in 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 this guy's office. So he's just like, I just wanted to make video games, and now I'm the owner of a company because I'm a genius. I'm like, yep. oh, boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, So Michael goes to go on the mystery of this and uh, he's he's driving in the rain. And I was like, wait, I don't know that we've seen Kit driving in the rain yet. And then there's there's lots of rain in this episode. I'm just guessing that was a natural addition to the shoot. Uh, I wondered about that. Yeah, because it it feels very 
intentional. So I, I, I genuinely do wonder, and I can't find anything that, that, that says, oh yeah, they specifically did, you yeah. know, uh, rain, you know, I don't know if it was designed to let, you know, let's get some cool shots of kit splashing through, you know, big puddles and let's, let's get mm-hmm. some muddy shots of kit. Or if it was just like, oh God, there's going to be rain in the schedule for three weeks where we're shooting. Let's just roll with it. I have, yeah, I I have think no I, idea. I would assume it's that because nothing in this episode calls for like, it must be raining. So I think <laughs> but it gives the episode kind of its own identity and character from yeah. stuff we've seen. We watched already. So I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Um, you're right yeah. it also makes it very apparent when they reuse scenes from an earlier episode like they i think they <laughs> use from way back at the beginning from the topaz connection they did yeah. the shot of kit jumping over a ravine oh yeah he's, he's he, as he's following he's tailing the bad guy and then he's not he he goes off road for i'm going to assume no other reason than to reuse this shot of kit jumping the ravine from the topaz connection <laughs> so uh, like that classic shot from the topaz connection. Oh, yes. Amen. Um, <laughs> so this, this is a mystery with four suspects uh kit decides uh, to tr- do some tracking with it's this black screen with two red outline i'm like what is this doing like it's not even got a radar thing it is just like okay what those are cars <laughs> We're we're kind of all over on the kit technology thing. Like I I like my big question is where did the dot matrix printer go that was installed six episodes back? Like Mm -hmm. it's just gone. So, (laughs) oh well. (laughs) So I mean, we're okay. We're embroiled in this mystery of like this guy that was like work for the dude, and he's taking tennis lessons from this suspicious woman that maybe he's involved with, and his wife hired. A uh, woman who looks like a reporter, but she's a PI because she's got like a camera and stuff she's taken around. And then it winds up, we find that Michael stumbles upon the dead body of the tennis instructor with uh, this this uh, PI woman who Michael doesn't feel like this guy's guilty, but she does because she's working for the wife. Uh, and Michael's always got to be right. Uh, but uh, so they, this is the weirdest thing. He finds it. They find the dead body, and then Michael takes her out for Mexican food, <laughs> as as one. Does. <laughs> and she's like, oh, "It was my first murder." Is all I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I, I was looking at the table, like they better not have like margar big bowl of margaritas or something sitting. <laughs> they did not. Um, no. I, and I, I did dig the dynamic here of Michael uh, in a competing investigation with somebody. That was kind of nifty. That we yeah, it was interesting. I yeah, I got the I I got the feel for a second that maybe the writers thought like if if this if it felt like a unique dynamic, maybe mm-hmm. they would bring her back for like a guest starring role. I don't. I mean, that probably doesn't work very yeah, well for Knight Rider because like she, he constantly moves around cities. But mm-hmm. uh, she felt like a good. I I mentioned that in my notes too that I felt like she seemed ripe for a character to bring back. And I looked up; she never comes back. Uh, to the show, but I was like, yeah, she felt like somebody could bring back uh, even more so than like Michael's fiance from the other episode. Like this mm-hmm. was a better, better chemistry, better uh, uh, dynamic with things. Like she was a fun character. Like I, I was like, you know what? Her popping up once a season or something. I could see that, but no, she does not. No. And she was very uh, like, I feel bad, but like she was, she was written on. Uh, 
I don't know if written off is the right phrase, but very like at the end of the episode, very casually, like it's, it's established at the end of the episode that like, you know, she, she is on him. The, she's on the ostensible bad guy, Ju- Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she is on him because she thinks he's cheating because of this, you know, supposedly adultery. And obviously yeah. that's, that's not the case, but even at the end of the episode, she gets some throwaway line where she was like, Hmm. And I just thought here, I thought it was a big, you know, she was like, you guys are really good at, uh, and finding out this stuff. And here, I just thought he was cheating on his wife. And it was yep. just like this womp womp. I'm like, you could at least give the girl some chance yeah. to solve a bit of the mystery. Come on. <laughs> true. True. Um, so yeah, uh, this is a, this is a cool mystery, but it's also like, kind of like treats us like we're dumb at times too. Like, uh, yes. Cause there's yes. this like calendar seed and they have to like, Oh, like it's like, here's something. And it like, I'm like, okay, is that? And they're like explaining it to us in two seconds after, because uh, there's these fishing trips that is tips off where money might be getting tossed or thrown, um, and Kit displays a calendar or whatever. But um, uh, there's a guy named Armand that's holding up things. It's not, so we we're confirmed it's not Julian, but it's not Armand either. But um. So Michael's kind of right there, but I love it. He's like, my name's Michael Knight. I work for the Foundation for Law and Government. <laughs> very, yes, yeah, very official. Like, very, yeah, very official. I was kind of a funny line. Um, but yeah, she when Michael's trying to get this information out of Armand, and she's like, the reporter, she Flannery, she's like, just hold it together, just try to hold it together, okay, Armand. Yes, there was yeah. the part when yes, when so yes, when Armand essentially kidnaps Flannery and like yeah. he's driving away with her, and then Kit starts yeah. following them, and he's like, "There's no one driving that car," and she's like, "Oh, Armand's like you're an idiot," you know. She essentially calls him like, "She's like you're yeah. a moron. Keep you know, keep your crap together." Yes, <laughs> and it's a very interesting. It's a very weird vibe. Yeah, we go through several very quick iterations of. Is this the is this the real bad guy? I mm-hmm. I feel like this this is a weird episode. I'm so hot on the tales of last episode where the writers worked very hard to throw you off on like yeah. who's the real bad guy? You know, uh, smoking gun kind of kind of kind of a vibe here, and we get almost the exact same thing yep. here. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like, like it comes to yeah, it comes as no surprise at the end when oh it's the it's it's the owner of the company who's the real bad guy. Womp, womp, yep. again, it was so. Elliot all along. But they, but in order to do it, they have Bonnie perform like this sting operation, though, to pose as a friend of the tennis club instructor to draw this guy out with everything. Um, and it turns into a car chase, uh, which includes a turbo boost from Kit and he jumps a car. And that's all you can ask for in a Knight Rider episode. And the motive gets again explained to us in an epilogue scene. Uh, apparently Elliot was going to be replaced as president of the company. It started this whole thing with it. Like, like, uh, okay, thanks for, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's why he did it. Cause you told us. Yep. This. Um, right. And the uh, haha funny is Devin gets a little portable arcade game from Julian for appreciation. <laughs> Of all the things that Devin can be gifted. Like I've got to think even in the eighties, these little, mm-hmm. 
handheld and i say handheld very loosely like don't think game boy think like 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 an arcade deck yeah like it like 120th of the size of a regular arcade like those yep. crappy things you can buy at walmart now for like nine dollars and 88 that are better there are better what they gave devin in this but yeah. right which is so funny because devin spends the whole episode like i don't understand the appeal i don't think i'll get it it would have to be a very sophisticated system to appease me yep. and then they give him the jankiest little thing i'm like oh, even i would throw that away after about 20 minutes of playing it <laughs> Like Devin's not going to be impressed by this. I don't like pizza <laughs> and I don't like video games or sloppy joes. And she's all just list all the American things he hates. He probably doesn't <laughs> like that hip hop music either. Whatever those kids are doing, I don't like. Uh, uh, but yeah, I like this episode quite a bit. Um, yeah. It was fun to get through. Uh, yeah, the mystery is <laughs> fairly similarly rolled out as the last episode, but I, I like the spy stuff. I like the chemistry with Michael and Flannery. Um, just kind of bounce. They use Bonnie good in here with Devin. I like when they can become a part of the episodes uh, more than just a send off and stuff. But yeah, Bonnie gets to play a little espionage here. And and once again, going with last week's theme of Bonnie and Devin getting very comfortable, just straight up lying to people to suit their own needs. She mm -hmm. gets to go undercover and be like, I've got this. Give me, give me, you know, trade me the money and I'll give you the briefcase full of secrets and this, that, and the other. So, I mean, it was very nice to see her in action uh, kind of, in retrospect, very bittersweet knowing that we only have one more episode with Bonnie and, uh, right. and she's gone forever. So what are you going to do? Not forever. <laughs> she comes back in season three. Uh, I guess that's true. That's right, true. Yeah. She, she temporarily gone. So <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's Dr. Crusher here. Uh, yes. <laughs> in the Knight Rider uh, universe. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is pretty fun episode. Um, but yeah, Tony, let's uh, shift gears, look on toward the sunset before we hit the horizon. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can come hang out with me uh, all over the social aspect of the interwebs. Uh, ask Tony Schaub if you want to come chat with me in any sort of fun, regular, chatty kind of way. But if you want to dive into the pop culture side of things, you can swing over to sciencefiction.com, where I am the senior editor. And we spend all the days talking about all the fun things, the movies, the TVs, all the pop culture goodies over at sciencefiction.com. All right. Hashtag you only kit twice. That's all I got. That was I like it. Yeah. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work on whysoblue.com. Uh, there will be more, uh, one more a Knight Rider episode next week here on Old Space Show. So come back around for that. I hope you are continuing to enjoy our, our I Love LA uh, action co uh, commentaries from Out Now with Aaron Abe that have been dropping here leading up to uh giving me a break leading up to the summer of 93 at 30 so yeah uh but yeah come back here for the finale of old space show night rider season one uh next week i mentioned dr Cru getting dr crushered but we got more star trek stuff for that episode next week a little bit um you'll have to see so uh from old space tony Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world. The world of Old Space Show. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. 
Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.